High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, a grade 9 pupil died last Monday after what is alleged to have been a bullying incident where he was reportedly forced to consume a poisonous substance which led to his death later that day. Our subject for the moment, how do we make schools safer? And in such a bullying incident, which I've just pointed out to you, can students, parents perhaps, uh, be sued for bullying or even murder? Joining us in the line now, Megan Harrington-Johnson, managing partner at HJW Attorneys. Megan, good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, good to have you on board, Megan. So, having just outlined this uh, situation with uh, bullying in schools, we've now experienced the death in the school. What is your what is your take on this issue about bullying at schools at the moment? So, it's unfortunate that this is an extremely widespread problem, and we've seen mm. more and more more severe incidents and incidents of death in certain circumstances, which have arisen out of sort of mob mentality type bullying scenarios at uh, school whilst under the supervision and care of um, teachers and educators. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely need to be more done about it. So, so Megan, would this fall under, you know, this harks back, it brings back memories. Would this type of bullying fall under the initiation label, so to speak? Or is it general? So, there isn't really a legal definition of initiation. There is... There, there are various definitions of the types of behavior that fall within the category of bullying. Right. And they can constitute sort of harassment, intimidation, mm-hmm. assault, and in this case can go so far as being um, constitutive of the crime of murder. So I think what, what society in general needs to be aware of is that bullying is a bit of a misnomer for the types of behavior that actually occur within the definition of um, bullying itself. Have schools up to this point been uh, ridiculously handbound to do anything about this? What is your take on how schools have been dealing with bullying up until this point in time? You did allude, uh, well, um, refer to the issue earlier on of it, uh, you know, like escalating in, re- in recent times. What, what, what is your take on that regarding the school stance on bullying? So I don't think that it's a problem that the schools have. I think it's a problem with society in general. And I think that the schools are battling to uh, enforce protective measures around the remainder of their students. Right. What a school can really do is implement a very stringent code of conduct to try and regulate the behavior of its learners and then ensure that troublemakers or, mm. or learners who are a danger to other learners in the school environment are removed from that environment because right. they've got to hold the rights of one learner above the other. But that's also a very difficult thing to do because then you're prohibiting that child's access to education. So it's a bit of a balancing act that the schools themselves are having to follow. But the schools are one aspect of the sort of solution. The Mm. other aspect is that these children that perpetrate acts of bullying are perpetrating either a crime or at least a delictual action whereby Mm -hmm. the victim can, or the victim's family, can implement criminal charges or right. sue them for civil damages or even obtain harassment and protection orders against the, the bullies in question. And that we are seeing a lot more of being okay. done. I was just about to ask you, uh, sorry, sorry to come in there. I was just about to ask you if you've been observing a lot of this happening at the moment. So would it be an idea perhaps to even um, elaborate on targeting Shall we say the perpetrators and, and, and perhaps even the parents and what just to, to extend the penalties to at least uh, open the issue up to, to sue 
the the individual and the and the family for such uh, instances. And unfortunately, sometimes the school, um, because the school mm-hmm. itself has what we call a duty in loco parentis in respect of the children under its care, and if they that's the duty to act in the case of the parent, so mm-hmm. as if they are um, the person caring for the child, and if they are not upholding of that duty, then they can also be held responsible for that their election. So, okay. yes, we are seeing a lot of cases at the moment where parents are suing the victims, sorry, the perpetrators, and mm-hmm. also the um, the teachers in school, and sometimes the Department of Education at the government school. Right. Megan, is there any success happening there? Because uh, obviously one wants results. The message has got to come, come through. Has this been Has this been successful? There have been a lot of criminal convictions arriving out of Bolivia and Lakey, criminal in particular. Right. Because you must remember that children can also be held criminally responsible for their acts. Mm -hmm. And there have been a lot of protection orders granted. And protection orders is kind of like a restraining order. Right. And uh, those are handed out quite quite easily at this point in time if something is happening Mm, like mm, what you've just described. Right. The civil liability suits take a long time because you've obviously got to go to trial and there have been some wins, but it's it's not an easy path to follow, you know. Parents sure. Not, not keen to get involved in that type of litigation generally. Okay. So, Megan, all right. So, as you mentioned, there are, there are processes and procedures and uh, this, that, and the other has to happen. Um, so, let's just say, looking at a perpetrator, those, those who are suspected, for example, of this uh, situation where there's been a death and a student has lost, uh, the student has lost his or her life over this, uh, Ridiculous. Let me just put that mildly. Ridiculous little stunt that was pulled. Are they at least suspended until, or are they still continuing with their stuff? Are they still present at the school? What, what, what would be the situation there? So a lot of that would depend on the code of conduct that's in place between the learners and the school, because the school's relationship with them is regulated by an agreement. Okay. But yes, most generally speaking, when a child is charged with a crime, they would generally be suspended. They mm-hmm. can't, unfortunately, be suspended for longer than five days because they need to still have access to education. So sometimes they serve an in-house suspension whereby they attend classes in, for instance, the staff room whilst they wait for a disciplinary hearing to be called sure. to determine their guilt or innocence of the charges in question. And if they're guilty, the sanction that needs to be imposed. Right. Megan, you don't mind holding on for just about a couple of seconds. We just have to cross quickly to our news desk just to get a quick news update. I'd like to come back to you and just unpack the issue a little further, if that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Megan, thank you for thank you for agreeing to that. Megan Harrington Johnson, managing partner at HJW Attorneys, uh, giving us a background as to the situation that we find ourselves regarding bullying in schools. We'd love to hear your take on this uh, issue. But when we come back, uh, we'll we'll continue with that conversation right now. Hi FM, your station of choice since two thousand and eight. It's just gone exactly half past four. If you just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive, 101.9 High FM. I'm Michael McKenna. Joining me on the line is Megan Harrington-Johnson, managing partner for HJW Attorneys. We're unpacking this issue of bullying in schools. Uh, recently, there's been a death uh, in a school uh, regarding some insane stunts that were pulled uh, as a result of bullying uh, tactics and activities. Megan, thank you for for staying on the line. So... I wanted to ask you about cyberbullying. What is what have been your observers uh, your uh, observations on this uh, this far regarding uh, its presence in schools? Uh, earlier, you did allude to the fact that yes, bullying has been on the uptake. What about cyberbullying? Also, uh, plays plays a role in this. What have what have been your observations? 
Yes, cyberbullying obviously plays a massive role in it, and we mm. are finding that it is particularly it's particularly scary because there's an, an aspect of anonymity that's added to cyberbullying. Yes, which sort of lends. I know. Warrior type tactics right. to the children that are involved. And um, these are sometimes quite difficult to prosecute because often, especially on anonymous apps, it's difficult to trace the perpetrator. Sure. Megan, okay, so when I introduced our chats, uh, I did mention, you know, like just to set the tone for the conversation, how do you make schools safer with such bullying incidents? And now we really, it's leading to death now. I mean, this, this is, it's like, you know, sit back and, you know, you, you gobsmacked at this kind of thing. I'm, I, I, I must put this question to you. Do you believe that the rule book needs to be rewritten? Seriously. Not necessarily rewritten, but written, because we are, we are unfortunately seeing a lot of circumstances where there aren't any um, codes of conduct, mm-hmm. valid codes of conduct applicable in schools. And wow. you know, they had some document drafted 30, 40 years ago that nobody refers to, and then enforcement doesn't happen. So when the, when the kids start becoming problems, nothing is done about it, and they are oh, wow. let to sort of devolve, mm-hmm. and the behavior gets worse. Right. Megan, okay, we won't uh, keep you any longer. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the line just to unpack this issue of bullying. Looking forward to your feedback on this. Megan Harrington-Johnson, Managing Partner of HJJW Attorneys.